0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Carving It Up Live right here on Twitter, as well as the Carving It Up YouTube channel and the Grid Network YouTube channel. As always, I am Bryson Carver. Again, this is a special morning show at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Good morning to all of you out there. We're doing this because New Year's Eve just so so happens to fall on a football Sunday. And so I'm like, ah, not going to do the show during the games. I'm not going to miss my Steelers playing the Seahawks at 4.05 today and all, all this stuff. So, what we're going to do, and this is the fifth year that we have done this on Carving Up Live, is we are going to recap the last year in sports in 2023, not just my top 10 athletes, which I do every year with my top 10 athletes of 2023, or just or even my top 10 moments, uh, sports moments of 2023, but also my top 10 moments from my show, Carving It Up, and from the Grid Network, so very, very excited to do this show today, a lot to get into. So again, top 10 athletes of 2023, top 10 moments in sports in 2023, and finishing the show with the top 10 moments from my show, Carving It Up Live, as well as the grid network in general shows that I've been a part of draft shows, eight o'clock spots, stuff like that. So definitely be sure to stay tuned in. Hope, hope everybody is enjoying the last day of 2023. By the way, we are living amongst a or living in a historic moment. Because this is twelve thirty one twenty three, so it's one two three one two three. Uh, so it, you know, obviously, something that only happens every hundred years. So less I'm around for for uh, you know twenty one thirty three, then I do not anticipate that uh, I will see this again. So very cool day uh, in, in in the calendar. But before I even get into sports or rankings or lists or all that. I kind of wanted to, and I do this every year, to give a brief sort of message. At least my approach going into this upcoming year, 2024, and it's I always have a. This is very millennial of me, and that's that's not a shot at millennials. It's actually a compliment. I, I, I take this, I guess, as a as a Gen Zer. But uh, I often have a a word of the year or word going into uh, next year. Frankly, I don't even remember what last year's was for the simple fact that. It's, <laughs> This show uh, show that I do on New Year's Eve every year actually got taken down due to some copyright stuff. So hopefully that does not happen again. We don't have to worry about that in the 2023 special. But uh, my word this year is going to be commitment. And here's why. So, you know, this year has been a a year very similar to that, certainly in the last three months. uh, Many of you know that going into the football season around late August, early September – that I set a goal because I was hovering around a little below 200 subscribers on YouTube. And so I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for 1,000 subscribers by Super Bowl 58, which is February the 11th. And again, if you have not subscribed, feel free to do just that. Um, But I was thinking, you know what? The the, the show isn't maybe doing uh, what I want it to do in terms of the success and how many people are tuning in. I'm like, you know what? Some of that falls on me. And a big chunk of it falls on me because, after all, <laughs> I am the one doing the show three times a week. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm going for the 1,000. Uh, we have surpassed, I think, right now, live on carving up. I think we're at 611 on carving it up. So still got uh, 389 more to go before the Super Bowl. So definitely going to be tough to get to that point, no question about it. Still believe we can get there. But even if we don't, that, to me, is the beauty of setting lofty goals is that even if you come up short of it, if you bust your butt, you put in the work, you put in the commitment, again, my word of the year, 2024, commitment, you can get to that point. You can get to whatever goal you have set for yourself, and uh, and that's kind of my mindset. Also, for me personally, trying to take uh, better care of my body, uh, being more uh, attentive to a workout schedule and, and things of that nature. So, Like different things, different uh, things to be committed to. 2024, everybody, uh, not just 2024, but every year, New Year's Day, everybody's flooding the gyms, everybody's, whatever that is for you. If you get to February, March, July, doesn't matter, and you have a passion that you want to go for, man, go for it. But it takes the commitment. It takes the attention to detail. It takes the effort. And that's really kind of my mindset going into 2024. You obviously, in the last Three years, we've 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 seen a lot. We've had a global pandemic. We've had, obviously, in this country, United States of America, we've had a lot of, of division and, and and back and forth and whatnot. And of course, uh, I would be remiss I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that this upcoming year is an election year. So you know, listen, it's it's going to be, you know, kind of up and down in, in terms of, you know, hopefully how we how we you know, discourse with one another. Hopefully, it's it, it's it's more civil than it has been in years past. And so that's, that's just kind of my mindset going to 24 is commitment is what are you willing to put into what you're passionate about? And that's my mindset. So very, very excited for this upcoming year. 2023, it flew by faster than any year I can remember. I don't know. Maybe it's just for me personally, like I was, you know, 2020 felt like it went by at the speed of a, a tortoise. Uh, of course, the tortoise beat the hare in the end, right? But listen, 2020 felt like it just went really slow. You had the pandemic, you had all this. 2021 felt like we were still in the pandemic, trying to come out of it. 22, for me personally, I graduated high school and I was trying to to transition and adjust to, to college. This year, I felt like for the first time in a while, I kind of had my my legs up underneath me uh, with my show, with school, otherwise things in my my personal life. So uh, definitely hard to believe that 2023 is is less than 24 hours uh, has 24 hours left. But uh, we're going to have some fun tonight or fun today. I'm used to saying tonight, again, doing carving it up every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern. So Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, definitely not in my wheelhouse, but very, very excited to be here nonetheless and um, and celebrate the past year in the world of sports. So let's not waste any more time. We are going to do essentially uh, three Bryson's Best 10 segments. Now, Bryson's Best 10 is something that I introduced in 2023, right before the football season. And to this point, the first 17 uh, segments of it, Bryson's Best Ten. it's a segment we do every Wednesday where I rank my top 10 teams in the NFL. And so obviously I did it this past Wednesday, rank my top 10 teams going to week 17. Uh, And and of course I'll have it this Wednesday. But even when the football season ends, I I still want to continue this segment. I I said I would rank, you know, maybe NBA players, NBA teams, NBA contenders, whatever the case may be. Uh, Heck, I might rank... My favorite movies or something like it, it can be used for anything. That's why it's called Bryce's best 10, not even just necessarily uh, relegated to just the National Football League. And so essentially what we're going to do here is three straight Bryce's best 10 segments, my top 10 moments from carving it up and the grid. So that's coming a little bit later in the show. Uh, my top 10 moments in sports this year. And then my top 10 athletes. We are going to start with that. My top 10 athletes of 2023. So let's get the back New Year's Eve special. I'm carving it up. All right. Bryson's best 10. My top 10 athletes of 2023 going into next year. So at number 10, he was actually on this list two years ago. He makes his return. It is my man, Rain Dakota Prescott. Dak Prescott is the 10th best athlete from 2023, and here's why. So Dak's 2023 got off to a little bit of a rocky start. Okay, so he he had a rough regular season finale against the Washington Commanders, did not end the season very well, but then he goes to Tampa Bay and retires the greatest quarterback of all time, has, I think, accounts for four or five touchdowns in that game. Tom Brady ends up retiring a few weeks later. Dak advances to the divisional round in a game against the 49ers where he did not play well by any stretch of the imagination. And um, when it was all said and done, the Cowboys ended up losing and their season came to an end. But... A few weeks later, Dak Prescott won the most honorable award in the National Football League, one of the most honorable in sports, and that is the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Dak, more than deserving. His off-the-field work speaks for itself in terms of his commitment to, to mental health, to, uh, to to community relations, all these different things, social justice. So shout out Dak Prescott, more, more than deserving of that award. But he comes into 2023, and the narrative is off. Listen, led the league in interceptions last year while only playing 12 games. You have that component onto it. Oh, Kellen Moore is gone. The offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. How will Dak Prescott adjust? Well, obviously the Cowboys played the Lions last night. I'll talk more about that in the show tomorrow. But Dak Prescott, as we sit here today, is leading the NFL in touchdown passes with 32. He's top five in QBR, top five in passer rating, and has, I believe, the best touchdown to interception ratio in the National Football League at 4-1. So turnovers haven't been the problem. He's led one of, if not the best offenses in the NFL, despite not having a real true number two receiver, a real true receiver in general outside of CeeDee Lamb and no running game to speak of. Dak Prescott had a very impressive 2023, especially given his circumstances. Dak Prescott, the 10th best athlete of 2023. Let's go to number nine. Another quarterback and one who very well might win the most valuable player award this year. It is Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, the ninth best athlete of 2023. And here's why. So again, similar to Dak Prescott, Lamar's 2023 got off to a little bit of an uncertain start. Let's put it that way because Lamar Jackson is injured. Lamar Jackson, I feel like at this point in last season, is sort of holding out uh, to get a new deal. Obviously, it had some some contract negotiation issues with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore goes into the playoffs without Lamar Jackson, loses with Tyler Huntley, a quarterback. And it's quite apparent, given the stats with Lamar, they averaged nearly 28 or about 28 points a game. Without Lamar, they, they struggled to crack double-digit scoring. So they desperately needed Lamar Jackson. When it was all said and done, in free agency. He signed the deal. He did not go to the Jets. He did not go to the Falcons or any of these other teams that, that may or may not have wanted him. And by the way, a bunch of teams like the Washington Commanders, for example, and, the, and my Pittsburgh Steelers reportedly didn't want to make the trade for him, which is absolutely absurd. Um, to consider the, the remarkable talent this guy is at the quarterback position. He's having a season this year. Nine wins. Nine of the Ravens, 12 wins this season. This hurts me to stays as a Steelers fan, but I got to be objective. Nine of the Steelers, 12 wins come against a team with a winning record Lamar Jackson is we know his value to the Ravens is unbelievable in the passing game in the running game. Getting a new offensive coordinator, Tom Monk, and has changed things for the better for Baltimore. So shout out to Lamar Jackson. Lamar is the ninth best athlete of 2023 and very well could win the MVP uh, in the 2024 calendar year. And we'll see where the Ravens go in the postseason. Moving on to number eight, the eighth best athlete of 2023. A guy who had an underrated year and did not get, in my view thus far, has not gotten the credit he deserved for what he did this year. And really last season at number eight, it is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. The eighth best athlete of 2024, and here's why. So, we've all known Jimmy Butler throughout the course of at least the prime years of his career to be kind of around that 12 to 15 best players in the NBA, but the fact of the matter is, in that two of the last four years, Jimmy Bellers of the Heat to Miami, fi- uh, to the NBA Finals, okay, so everybody got on the, more of the Lakers than the Heat, but they got on the Lakers and the Heat in 2020, Ah, oh, it's a, it's a Mickey Mouse Championship, this despite the fact that every single player that participated in the bubble in 2020 said, yeah, it was brutal, hats off to the Lakers for winning it in the Miami Heat for even getting to the NBA Finals, it was brutal, well, Jimmy Butler with the Heat as an 8 seed upset the number 1 seed Milwaukee Bucks who had won more games than anybody last season to get to the second round. He end up uh, go on to 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 I think upset the New York Knicks in the second round winning that in 6 games. They're up 3 games to none against the Boston Celtics. Boston comes back somehow improbably ties the series up Miami goes into Boston, wins a game seven. They lose in the NBA Finals to the Denver Nuggets. But nonetheless, what Jimmy Butler was able to do with, I think, five undrafted players, four or five undrafted players on the Miami Heat. Obviously, Eric Spolster, we know the Hall of Fame level head coach he is. Bam out of bio. We know what he brings to the table. What Jimmy Butler was able to do with this Miami Heat squad coming out of the Eastern Conference. And by the way, even though they lost in five games to the Denver Nuggets, could have easily pushed that series to six games despite being the far inferior team. To Denver. Jimmy Butler, a very, very impressive postseason run and an impressive 2023 in general. He looks to get the Heat back in position to contend for a championship. Jimmy Butler, the eighth best athlete of 2023. At number seven, moving to tennis now, it is Coco Goff. Coco Goff is the night is the seventh best athlete, rather, of 2023. And here's why. So Coco had a, a massive 2023, particularly in September. When she won her first ever majors title at the U.S. Open in New York, she became, I saw this today, the first teenager to win the U.S. Open since the great Serena Williams in 1999 so what Coco Goff has been able to do by the way beating the number 2 player in the world just to do that, uh, we remember when she came on the scene at age 16 years old, I believe she was 16 years old to, to beat uh, Venus Williams uh, she was barely a teenager and, and knocking off one of the greats in the history of the sport so Coco Goff has a very very bright future ahead of her, looks to potentially be the face of certainly American tennis if not worldwide tennis, uh, right now she is currently at least after that win in the US Open the number 3 ten- female tennis player in the world shout out to coco golf unbelievable start to career and many more major titles to come coco Goth, the seventh best athlete of 2023 one of my favorite athletes coming up at number six it is caitlin clark caitlin clark is the sixth best athlete of 2023 and here's why so listen the the effort and the intensity and the showmanship that this that this this woman brings to the table with the Iowa Hawkeyes is unbelievable It's fun to watch but Caitlin Clark leading Iowa we listen those of us who watched college college hoops, we knew how great this 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 kid was but what she did leading Iowa to the national title game in the 2023 women's net I'm sorry uh, uh women's NCAA tournament uh, I saw this today she averaged 32 10 and 5 on almost 50% shooting 32-10-5, and five, almost 50% shooting to get Iowa to the national championship game. Again, they did lose to LSU, but Kalen has not missed a beat thus far. She is right now, just recently, became the fifth all-time leading scorer in the history of women's basketball. She is, She's the Steph Curry of the women's game. I'm talking college or pro, WNBA or college basketball. We know she's going to dominate the WNBA when she gets there. But her shooting ability, she could pull up from, from the parking lot She's great at getting her teammates involved. She's active, especially for uh, to, to be a guard. Uh, she's active on the board. She's active on the glass. Not a bad player defensively. And we know she likes to walk that walk and talk that talk. And uh, she, as well as these other great women's players like Angel Reese, Haley Van Lith, et cetera, have been great for the sport. Paige Beckers at UConn. Uh, women's basketball is officially back. Especially women's college basketball, which I find personally to be a better overall product than the men's college game right now. Just the shooting is night and day. Women, uh, listen, I'm, I'm a I'm a shooter in but uh, playing pickup, so maybe that's why I appreciate uh, what these women are able to do. Especially Caitlin Clark, she's going to continue to dominate this year for Iowa, and no reason to believe 2024 will not be a great year for Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark, the sixth best athlete of 2023. Moving now into the top five. At number five, a very a guy who's often on this list. LeBron James. LeBron James, the fifth best athlete of 2023, and here's why. So, LeBron, early this year, obviously, the Lakers weren't that good. Didn't look to potentially be making a playoff chase, but on February the 11th, 2023, LeBron James broke a 39-year record, once held by the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and broke the NBA's all-time scoring record, Uh, by the way, doing so, I think, scoring 36. points in three quarters, Uh, didn't even even need the fourth quarter to break the record, did it at the Crypto.com Arena with all these great Lakers players in attendance. The all-time scoring record and is just continuing to add to it. Ends up leading the seven-seed Lakers to the Western Conference Finals. They did get swept by Denver, but LeBron's come into this year. Literally just turned 39 years old yesterday. Happy birthday, LeBron James. And uh, is averaging darn near 30 points a game on about 50% shooting, over 50% shooting. So LeBron's efficiency is still incredible. His ability to score the basketball, get teammates involved, and really in spurts still play pretty decent defense is unbelievable. We've never seen longevity like this in the NBA in our lifetimes and really even. Ever. And only Tom Brady can say that he put together a, a, a better resume than LeBron James in terms of longevity or as good or better as LeBron. What he's doing is unbelievable. Has the Lakers in year 21 in position to compete for a championship. LeBron James, the fifth best athlete of 2023. Moving on to number four, going back to the quarterbacks in the National Football League. At number four, it is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes fourth best athlete of 2023, and here's why. So you talk about Patrick Mahomes. We all know, despite the fact that he's having a down season this year, he is still far and away the best quarterback in the National Football League. I don't care what anybody says. I'll take him over anybody. This year, leading the Kansas City Chiefs to their third Super Bowl title in franchise history, his second In the last four years, he also, in this calendar year, due to what he did a season ago, won his second-ever league MVP. So what Mahomes was able to do last year with no Tyreek Hill, on a bad ankle, basically all playoffs long after suffering the injury against the Jaguars, beating Jacksonville in the playoffs, it was red-hot at that point beating the Cincinnati Bengals who were favored on the road coming into that game and at that point been 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes and then in the Super Bowl against the number one pass defense in the NFL puts up 38 points leads the Chiefs to a Super Bowl title and many thought that any sort of shot they had at a dynasty might have ended when Tyree Kill walked out that door Patrick Mahomes said now as long as I'm here we always got a shot so Patrick Mahomes hats off to him And what he did this year, MVP Super Bowl. And listen, it's been a down season for him and the Chiefs, particularly offensively this season. But I would not be shocked in the slightest if a year from now, on New Year's Eve 2024, we're having a conversation saying, well, somehow, someway, the Chiefs found a way to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes got ring number three. I believe he's already the fourth greatest quarterback of all time, behind only Brady, Manning, and Montana, or Brady Montana Manning in that order. Uh, he, he's absolutely spectacular. He's one of the greatest talents, maybe the greatest talent at the position that we've ever seen. Patrick Mahomes, the fourth best quarterback, or sorry, the fourth best athlete, rather, of 2023. At number three, it is Simone Biles. Simone Biles, the greatest gymnast of all time, at number three, the third best athlete of 2023. And here is why. So, you guys, so what Simone Biles did this year was very similar in some ways to to what Michael Jordan did in 1995-96. Remember Jordan, three-peated in 93. Everybody obviously recognized he was universally the best basketball player alive, but then he went in retirement uh, for for many different reasons. Came back. Now, Simone did something very different from Michael, but Michael came back, didn't quite look himself. The, the, The Bulls lost the Magic in the playoffs. Michael comes back in shape, ready to go. And the Bulls, all they do is win 72 games and win the NBA title in 1996. Simone Biles, we know, uh, was dealing with 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 the yips uh, in 2021 during the Olympics. Takes two years off, gets her mind right, gets her body right, as any great athlete does comes back and does not miss a beat. Simone Biles this year uh, came back in July. And she won immediately her eighth all-around title at the U.S. Championship and winning her 20th World Championship title. And by winning her sixth all-around title at the World, she became the most decorated gymnast in history. She has the potential in 2024 to potentially become the greatest Olympian, the most decorated Olympian of all time. She's certainly the greatest talent in gymnastics we've ever seen. And contrary to what some uh, might say, uh, she is the GOAT in her relationship. Let's just put it that way. We'll we'll leave it at that. But Simone Biles, unbelievable talent, great human being. Uh, Hats up to her for taking care of her mental health and her physical health to get back out there. And again, just like MJ in the 90s, it's like an I'm back treatment. And she's absolutely spectacular. Simone Biles, the third best athlete of 2023 at number two a guy who just signed a massive contract with the los angeles dodgers it is showtime himself shohei Ohtani. Shohei Otani, the second best athlete of 2023, and here's why. So what more can you say about the most unique baseball player that we have ever seen in our lifetime? Shohei Otani this past season, winning his second AL MVP. Obviously, he's going to be playing in the NL for years to come, but winning his second American League MVP because of the fact he averaged 304 with 44 homers, 95 RBIs. This, by the way, meant not to mention he missed multiple weeks to end the season due to injury and due to the fact that the Angels were out of playoff contention and not to mention as as if those offensive numbers aren't impressive enough uh, being the power hitter he is and hitting uh, for a solid average almost 100 RBIs let's just consider the fact that he had an ERA at 314 and is a guy who's capable uh, if he gets the run support which the Angels often do not give him uh, or did not give him uh, of, of winning twenty games in a season, I firmly believe that if he can stay healthy. Now he will not be pitching next year for the Dodgers due to a second Tommy John surgery. But fear not, Dodgers fans. Guys like Nate Valdi have had multiple Tommy John surgeries and have been still just as good, if not better, in Major League Baseball. But Shohei Otani will still be a threat at the plate, uh, hitting for the Dodgers this year. He of course signed a ten-year, seven hundred million dollar contract to go to the Dodgers. Uh, so, one of the, the the biggest brands in all of sports gets the greatest player by far in its sport. Shoei Otani, the second best athlete of 2023. And at number one, a guy that I honestly, if you had told me he would have been number one going into this year in 2022, I would not have believed you, but I got to give props where it's due. I've become a, somewhat of a mini fan of his. At number one, it is Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, the best athlete of 2023. And here's why. So this is a guy who won two league league MVPs in 21 and 22. Frankly, and I argued passionately and strongly, he should not have gotten either MVP. I still believe he shouldn't have gotten the 2021 MVP. That should have went to Steph Curry. That's another conversation for another day. But, But Jokic comes into this year, and the Denver Nuggets, probably the most, in hindsight, the most disrespected team in basketball. Right now, against some of that is because they haven't won a title. You have to earn our respect. But Denver comes into the playoffs, number one seed in the West. But everybody likes Phoenix and the Lakers, and I love the Warriors, and some even liked the Clippers before Kawhi Leonard went down. So, all these, even the Sacramento Kings were like the team everybody loved at that point. Kind of an underdog story. Everybody loved all these teams, except for Denver. Denver's like, okay, we'll just go in and cruise our way to a championship. Gentlemen sweep the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first round. Get pushed by Phoenix to six games, but again, kind of misleading because the Nuggets blew out the Suns in games five and six. Swept. Got the Bruins out and swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, which I found highly impressive. And again, it gets the underdog Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, one in five games, and Jokic took home his first NBA Finals MVP to stack that up with his trophies. Jokic, do, with that, cementing himself as one of the greatest big men of all times. Two championships and a Finals MVP. I believe only two, I'm sorry, two MVPs and one Finals MVP. I believe off the top of my head, like 10 guys in the history of the league have done that. You're thinking about Kareem and LeBron and, and, and Steph, Moses Malone is in that is in that, that that class as well. Magic Johnson. So Some of the greatest players of all time have been able to cement themselves as multi-time MVPs and a champion. Hats off to Nikola Jokic. He is the best athlete of 2023. We had some great ones across sports. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's no doubt about that. So before we get to our top 10 moments uh, in, in sports of 2023, let's go back and look over the list. From 10 to 1, so from 10 to 1, best athletes of 2023. So I've got Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Butler, Coco Goff, Caitlin Clark, LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, Simone Biles, Shohei Otani, and Nikola Jokic at the top. If memory serves me correctly, because again, my show last year did get taken down due to copyright, so hopefully we we can avoid that this go-round. I've taken the, the necessary precautions to do so. But uh, if memory serves me correctly, I think Steph was my best athlete of 2022 because he obviously led my Warriors to a title, and he won the All-Star Game MVP, Western Conference Finals MVP, NBA Finals MVP, uh, and put together a pretty darn solid resume for one year. Graduated, Davidson, hosted the ESPYs. Uh, so what Steph did in 2022 was highly impressive and the same, the very same can be said about all these athletes, but I thought Nikola Jokic at the top was the most impressive. So shout out to those incredible athletes, those incredible men and women. And uh, listen, twenty twenty four, we're gonna have even more material because we got the Olympics, baby, and we got to the Olympics in Paris. And me personally, I cannot wait to watch Team USA men's basketball because of the fact that it looks like you're gonna get all the guys: Steph Curry and LeBron's gonna come back for one more Olympic run, and Kevin Durant, who's been, who's probably one of the greatest Olympians, uh, Olympic, Olympic basketball players that we've had here in the United States. Uh, it's going to be very fun. Jason Tate, I'm sure, is going to be there. Joel Embiid, I believe, is eligible to play for Team USA. So that team is going to be absolutely stacked. And so cannot wait for the Paris Olympics uh, this upcoming summer. So going to have even more material and some more great athletes for 2024 a year from now. But those are my top 10 athletes of the the year very excited obviously everybody feel free chime in the comment section let me know what you think about my rankings list for my top 10 athletes of 2023 as well as my upcoming segment right now so bryson's best 10 just did my top 10 athletes of 2023 now i'm going to do my top 10 moments in sports in 2023 and we had some great ones there's no question about that so let's go and get started Bryson's best 10, my best 10 best sports moments from 2023. At number 10, a championship here, the Texas Rangers winning their first title in franchise history. Uh, against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Incredible postseason run by the Rangers. The Rangers, winning their first ever title, World Series title, is at number 10, and here's why. So, obviously, the Texas Rangers were a team that just two years ago was abysmal. Lost over 100 games, and despite having a, a gorgeous new ballpark, Globe Life, globe life Field, and, and we, we know the Rangers in 20, uh, 2011 came oh so close to winning World Series just a strike away from beating the St. Louis Cardinals before David Freeze did his thing in the bottom of the ninth inning in Game 6 the Cardinals go on to win Game 7. So if the Rangers come into this postseason blowing, I mean straight up, darn near choking the, a- uh, the AL West division at the end of the regular season to come in, dominate the postseason, particularly the ALCS, uh, taking on the defending champion Houston Astros, down three games to two with Game 6 and a potential Game 7 in Houston, Texas doesn't blink. They go into Houston, wins game, win game six uh, and seven. They beat the Arizona Diamondbacks of the World Series. And what I loved about Texas's championship is that they proved the theory of once again, you do not win championships in sports, certainly so in the modern time, if you are not aggressive. Of course, you've got to draft well. Of course, you've got to have a good farm system. We're talking about Major League Baseball, but you also got to be aggressive in the trade market and in free agency. We're getting guys like Marcus Simeon and Nate Evaldi and and uh. And the World Series MVP, Corey Seager. By the way, bringing in Jacob DeGrom, who didn't even pitch for them for the majority of the year due to injury. Hopefully, he's able to come back and dominate next year. But this Texas team had an awesome rotation. A bullpen that was questionable at best in the regular season. but really came on in the postseason. An opportunistic offense. And so, uh, hats off to Texas. Pitching was off the charts. We know you need that to win a World Series title. Shout out to that fan base. First title after all these years of heartbreak. The Texas Rangers winning their first World Series title is my 10th best moment of 2023. At number nine, I swear this would have been higher if this team had won the series, but it was just a crazy, crazy moment. Derek White's buzzer-beating, game-winning shot in game six against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. That is at number nine, and here's why. So, Derek White, we forget. Often, oftentimes the, the historical significance of certain moments just because of how a series goes one way or the other. Obviously, Boston, down three games to none against the Miami Heat. They look dead in the water. No team we know in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. But Boston Celtics remain resilient. Props to them. They win games four and five. Going to game six uh, against Miami on the road. It's, it, it's close. Boston looks like they're in control for most of the game. But then all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler, my eighth best athlete of the year, goes in this crazy one-man scoring tear. Hits three free throws to put the Miami Heat up by a single point with just a few seconds left. Uh, the inbound goes to Marcus Smart. He takes a three. It barely misses. Rims in and out. And Derek White comes in out of nowhere without being boxed out by Bam Adebayo. If you go back and look at the replay, gets the put back, puts it in, gives the Celtics by the skin of their teeth. A game six winner. the reason I still have it in the top 10 despite the fact that they went on to lose game seven in blowout fashion to the Miami Heat at home is the fact that Derek White is only the second player second player in NBA history to hit a game-winning shot a buzzer beating playoff shot when trailing with your season on the line so like again obviously if he'd missed that shot Boston when it went home a game earlier in Game 6. Only Michael Jordan can say that. Of course, we remember the iconic shot against the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, back in the day, back in Jordan's prime. Derek White, the only other guy to, when facing elimination, down... Hitting a buzzer-beating shot, or really putting back a buzzer-beating shot—if uh, we're being honest—to uh, save the Boston Celtics season, even though they went down to Miami in Game Seven, this uh, this moment obviously would have been way higher if Boston somehow gone on to win the championship. But hats off to Derek White uh, as, as as well, and for uh, even more impressive that he he just let it go and uh, and went bald. Shout out to Derek White. The ninth best moment of 2023 is Derek White hitting a game-winning buzzer-beater in Game Six to beat the Miami Heat at number eight maybe one of the biggest pop culture stories that just so happened to intersect with the wonderful world of sports. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship is the eighth best moment, uh, really moment or or time period, I guess you could say, era as one would say in 2023. And here's why. So we know Travis Kelsey obviously is is arguably the greatest tight end of all time. He's up there with the greats like Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates, et cetera, uh, what he's been able to do in his career. Uh, But Travis Kelsey, listen, he may be popular in NFL circles, but uh, l- l- let's just say that dating the most famous woman in the world has not exactly hurt matters and putting him on a different stratosphere. Obviously, we know that this was this started out in the summer with with Travis going to one of Taylor's concerts and he wanted to speak to her. But reportedly, Taylor doesn't like to talk before concerts; likes to preserve her voice. She does do three hour shows, so you understand that getting herself ready mentally uh, and physically and vocally for that matter. But. He sent her uh, a friendship brace. And we know Taylor loves her friendship bracelets, her and her family and, and, and the Swifties out there. And so uh, Taylor would later say in an interview, like, man, this guy's got guts. I like this dude. She shows up in week three with the Kansas City Chiefs de- destroying, dominating, de- de- demolishing the Chicago Bears in week three. She's there in the building. It's been an unbelievable uh, story ever since around pop culture. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, listen, Taylor Swift, obviously, I-, I don't think another human being had a better year than Taylor Swift. So shout out to her and shout out to Travis Kelsey. Them, they're a they're, they're great relationship. Listen, I don't know if this is going to be long term. I don't know if, if Tony Romo, Tony Romo's the the. The, the, the man of predicting things before they happen. He's multiple times referred to Taylor Swift accidentally, I assume, as Travis Kelsey's wife. Who knows? Maybe Tony saw something in the future once again that we didn't see. But Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, their relationship, it's fun, guys. Let's have fun with this, is the eighth best moment of 2023 in the world of sports. At number seven, and all oh, the college football diehards aren't going to like this, but I loved it. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, takes over college football, takes over the sport and the Colorado Buffaloes in 2023. And you got to be saying, you know, that's, by the way, the seventh best moment of 2023. Here's why. You got to be saying, Bryson, come on. I mean, Colorado didn't make a bowl game and they were 4-8 and eight and who cares about Colorado? Well, evidently, a lot of people cared about Colorado because of the simple fact that, uh, if I could pull this up here, that uh, Colorado was the third most watched team of 2023. Third most watched college football team. If you look at the overall ratings, again, playing in the now about to be dead after Washington completes their game against Texas and, and potentially further, but the Pac-12 is officially dead after this year. Colorado was virtually overwhelmed, overwhelming virtually every single one of their conference games, but Deion Sanders still, he brings a gravitas, he brings a swagger, and we know he's doing great right now in terms of recruiting. Had an awesome time, uh, awesome period in the trade, I'm sorry, in the um, in the transfer portal uh, this season. Dion is building Colorado for a team that won one single solitary game in 2022. Listen, they got to four wins from one win to four wins i think you'll take that progress if you're a colorado buffalo fan. but little old boulder half of america probably over half america don't even know where that doesn't even know where that is but he, he he's bringing celebrities he's bringing dwayne the rock johnson he's bringing uh actors and and rappers and, and pro football hall of famers He's brought a certain level of credibility to Colorado that they have not had in decades. Deion Sanders taking over college football. Listen, as Deion said after the, the Buffaloes lost to Oregon uh, this year, early in this, this past season, he said... You wanna get me, you better get me now before I get my, my guys in this building. Uh, we know Deion Sanders is gonna make a continue to make a big time impact and win a lot more games in the future with Colorado. Deion Sanders taking over college football is the seventh best moment of 2023. At number six. I found this cool, even though it was against Team USA, and obviously I'm pulling for my country, but I've still found it cool. Shohei Otani leading Japan to the World Baseball Classic Championship, and in doing so, struck out his now former teammate, the great Mike Trout. It was an unbelievable moment. Japan, leading by the hair, uh, of the, the, the skin of their teeth, Uh, in in that World Baseball Classic final against the United States. uh, You know, a United States team that obviously disappointed given the expectations. We obviously, uh, obviously all expect to win in America, especially given the roster that we have but you couldn't have written it better if you if you wrote screenplays in Hollywood. You got Mike Trout, multi-time MVP, taking on his teammate Shohei Otani, who's the, one of the greatest talents we've ever seen in the history of Major League Baseball at the mound and at the plate, of course. Uh, listen, Mike tries an opportunity to, to tie the game for the, uh, for the United States, and Shohei Otani comes in in relief out of the bullpen to close the game to get the save for Japan to win the championship. Obviously, that Japan team was stacked. Obviously, Yamamoto was with that group. He signed with... Shohei uh, with the Los Angeles Dodgers LA is going to have a a very good future uh, with those two uh, Japanese stars leading them, but uh, striking out Mike Trout at the end was an unbelievable moment Uh, listen, if Trout had homered off of Shohei and USA had gone on to win probably wouldn't have been higher in the list because obviously I I got some American bias I, I, I can't lie I wasn't happy that we lost in Japan, but nonetheless, it was an epic moment. It was a really cool moment between two of the greatest players of this generation, in the case of Shohei. Potentially, when it's all said done, might be the greatest player ever. I'm just going to tell you right now. Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic to win the championship for Japan is my sixth best moment of 2023. Moving into the top five now, at number five, Tom Brady's emotional retirement video on that beach in Florida. Tom Brady at number five. Tom Brady's retirement video at number five. Here's why. So, Listen, Brady's resume speaks for itself. We can wax poetic about the seven Super Bowl titles, the three MVPs, the five Super Bowl MVPs, the fact that at year 22, the second last year of his career, he was in the MVP race at age 44. Comes back for age 45. It's a disappointing year for Tampa Bay. They go 8-9. They do win the, the week NFC South, but they get blown out by Dak and the Cowboys in the wild card round. And a few weeks later, Tom Brady on February 1st, 2023, announces his retirement on that beach in Florida. It just kind of felt like Tom. We all know he retired early in the, tr- in the calendar year of 2022, but it felt clunky. There was conflicting reports. Tom denied it. Then he retired. Then he came back. It just, it didn't feel right. A guy of Tom's caliber deserves the right, has the right to a, 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 a good transition into retirement. And that video by himself on that beach in Florida just felt right. Uh, Hats up to Tom. Obviously, he's the greatest player in the history of the NFL. I've called him the greatest athlete in the history of team sports with respect to Gretzky, LeBron, Jordan, Babe Ruth, uh, Barry Bonds, whoever you want to throw out there. I'll take Tom over all of them, even the greatest of all time because of what he did in his career. He deserved that retirement. Tom seems to be enjoying retirement. He's got his podcast. He's got other business ventures. It looks like next year he's going to be working for Fox as a color analyst so, shout out Tom Brady. Really just a fitting moment uh for, for that retirement video. Tom Brady's retirement video, the fifth best sports moment of 2023. At number four, and we we forget about this because this happened almost 365 days ago, almost a year ago to the day. But Naheem Himes of the Buffalo Bills leading or walking or, or <laughs> returning a kick for a touchdown just days, six days after the near tragedy with his teammate DeMar Hamlin so that's one of those moments with DeMar Hamlin that we'll always remember where we were when that happened it's the scariest moment I've ever witnessed in sports and uh, you know the man briefly died for a second um, and so you, you give all the love and adoration and praise to the the medical staff who who attended to him. And obviously, DeMar right now is is playing football miraculously, is doing well. God bless him. Uh, I, listen, I know Joe Flacco and Baker Mayfield are having really great seasons. I get that. But this feels like an outlier year. Give the comeback player of the year award to DeMar Hamill. I don't care who that pisses off. Give the comeback player of the year to DeMar Hamill with respect to guys like Flacco and Baker Mayfield. But when you look at this game for Buffalo... Okay, this is an opportunity for them to to, to, to set themselves up in good playoff positioning. They're playing a Patriots team that if the Patriots won, New England's in the playoffs. And the first play of the game, Jim Nance on the call, the great Jim Nance on the call, said, it's like, it's one of those calls that just gives you chills. As Naheem Himes is running for a touchdown on the first play of the game on opening kickoff, Jim Nance says, and I quote, this is storybook. Uh, to do that for DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, all his Bills teammates are wearing a number three patch. Uh, And the fact that DeMar is doing so well is just a a great feel-good story. And by the way, Naheem Himes, twice as nice, returned another kick for a touchdown in the second half, which is just, I don't don't know if that's ever been done in NFL history. If it has, it hasn't been recent. Naheem Himes returning not one, not just the opening kickoff, but two kickoffs for a touchdown in the Bills' first game since the DeMar Hamlin accident uh, is my fourth best moment of 2023. At number three, it is the Denver Nuggets winning the first championship in franchise history, winning the NBA Finals, led by Nicole Jokic. The Nuggets winning the 2023 NBA Finals is my number three moment of 2023, and here is why. So obviously, again, as I mentioned with Jokic earlier, when you consider Denver's run... When you consider uh, many of the doubts that surrounded Nikola Jokic in terms of his ability, can he lead a team to a championship? Was that MVP warranted? All the questions that surrounded this basketball team, and they went in and clean house, took care of business. Michael Malone doing a great job as a head coach. Obviously, Jokic, Jamal Murray coming back from injury, from a torn ACL, having a big-time postseason run. They had guys in the offseason like Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Aaron Gordon was already there, had the best season of his career. This is a Nuggets team that even today, this season, looks to be in a good position to potentially go back to the NBA Finals, a chance to go back-to-back. But the Nuggets, again, taking care of the Timberwolves in five games in the first round, getting pushed by Phoenix to six in the second round, but again, they blew out the Suns in games five and six. So that series was not as close as one might think. Sweeping LeBron, AD, and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and gentlemen sweeping the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals for, for again, Nikola Jokic to become one of the 10 greatest big men of all time. Two MVPs and now Finals MVP. And I think at that point, at that mo- that game the game five and the entire series entire season in totality as well as his previous track record cemented I shouldn't say cemented that's a a award subject to change or a title subject to change but put Jokic for the moment as the best basketball player on the planet and as Jokic said after the game job is done we can go home now Shout out to the Nuggets. Shout out to that fan base. The first title in franchise history. Denver Nuggets winning the NBA Finals. Their first title in the history of their franchise is my number three moment of 2023. At number two, Patrick Mahomes leading the Kansas City Chiefs to their third Super Bowl title in franchise history and the Chiefs' second title in the Mahomes era. Chiefs winning this year's Super Bowl is at number two, my second best moment of 2023. And here's why. So obviously... It was, I I think we'll often let that controversial ending. And by the way, I didn't find it that controversial. James Bradbury held, grabbed the jersey of Juju Smith-Schuster. Clearly, it wasn't even close. So let's just put that aside for a moment. But The Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes, we knew was already injured, had that bad ankle coming into the game. And at the end of the first half, re-aggravates it. And so we're thinking it's the Eagles are up 10 points at the half. It's like, oh man, Kansas City might be in some real trouble here if Mahomes isn't able to go. Oh, Mahomes was able to go all right, leading three straight, not one, not two, three straight touchdown drives to put the Chiefs in front. And after Jalen Hurts led the Eagles to a tying drive in the Super Bowl to tie the game at 35-all, Patrick Mahomes, in doing so, with his legs on a bad ankle, runs the Kansas City Chiefs down into field goal range. Yes, there's the pass interference with, with James Bradbury on on, on Juju Smith-Schuster. Everybody complained. It's ticky-tack. He grabbed him. He pulled his jersey. I always say, do not throw flags. Do not call penalties or fouls, etc. In the last five minutes of a game, unless it's blatantly obvious, that was look at the replay, Eagles fans. Before you get mad at me, Bradbury grab Juju. Uh, the, the Chiefs, led by Harrison Bucker on the special teams, hit the walked off field goal, and the Chiefs won their second Super Bowl title. After losing Tyreek Hill, everybody down to this this football team. They really cemented themselves, I think, as a sort of like a mini-dynasty. They win another Super Bowl pretty soon, whether it's this year, next year, etc. Uh, they could really cement themselves as really the, the next dynasty, the next NFL dynasty, following with the New England Patriots dib. For dude two decades. Best quarterback on the planet, best head coach on the planet. At least last year, we'll see about this year. The best tight end on the planet, defense making plays when they had to. That was a really cool Chiefs team to watch. And a really great moment for the city of Kansas City. The Chiefs winning Super Bowl 57 is the second best moment of 2023. And by the way, it came against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Philly lost the Super Bowl. That made it even better. At number one, the best moment, in my view, in sports in 2023 was LeBron James breaking the NBA's all-time scoring record on February 7th, 2023, with, you see right there in the picture right there for the the viewing audience, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in attendance. LeBron breaking the all-time scoring record is my number one moment of 2023, and here's why. There are certain records in sports... Uh, mostly in baseball, the home run records, uh, the home run record uh, now held by Barry Bonds, who is the true home run champion, by the way. Uh, The hits record held by Pete Rose, rookie Henderson, the steals record, all these different records in Major League Baseball. The NBA has some as well. I mean, we saw the celebration, rightfully so, when the great Steph Curry broke the NBA's all-time three-point record in large part due to the fact we all acknowledge he's the greatest shooter that we have ever seen in the history of the sport. You think about the all-time rebounds record, which probably won't be touched, Wilt Chambers and the all-time assist record, which probably won't be touched, John Stockton. We kind of view Kareem's scoring record as in that ilk, in that category. Man, nobody's going to touch this. And LeBron James, 18-year-old drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers out of high school, called the chosen one at age 16, says, I got this. And LeBron is not even known for being a scorer. Heck, if you ask anybody, who's the greatest scorer of all time? You get many different answers. Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, heck, some even say Kevin Durant. I've called Kevin Durant the most skilled scorer of all time, not the greatest. But LeBron, who's not even a scorer by nature, yet and still, being still great at year 20, averaging almost 30 points a game, and on February 11th, 2023, against the Oklahoma City Thunder, with Kareem in attendance, with Magic J- there, with all the great Lakers players, the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, celebrities, Denzel, etc. LeBron James hits the shot. Uh, to put him in the all-time scoring record, breaking a 39-year record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And the fact of the matter is, again, we talk about this being seemingly an unbreakable record. What's LeBron going to do to it now? LeBron's going to surpass 40,000 points. We know that. Um, It's going to be a virtually untouchable record in the history of the NBA. So shout out to LeBron James, the all-time score in NBA history. LeBron breaking the all-time scoring record, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, is my number one moment in sports. In 2023, what a moment that was great, great, great stuff. And excuse me, that was the only downside I found to it is the fact that it was a, uh, it was a late, hold on, let me pull this up. Yeah, by the way, again, LeBron is at 39,406 points at this particular juncture in time, so he's going to surpass the forty, uh, the 40,000, which has never been done before, of course, with LeBron being at the top of the list. My only criticism and the only downside of that game was the simple fact, that it was a, a late game on TNT. I think it, it tipped off around 10, 10 o'clock Eastern. So, not a whole lot of people got to see it. People on the East Coast got work the next day. But I'm like, screw it. I don't care if I get no sleep. I got to witness this. This is history. And LeBron, by the way, needed 36 points, I believe, to break the all time scoring record and, uh, <laughs> and did so in, in three quarters. That's why he is one of the reasons why he is the greatest basketball player of all time. We can talk about that another day. Okay. Shout out to LeBron. Shout out to all these athletes, all these great players, coaches, and fans that made up some of the best moments in sports in 2023. Very, very fun stuff, and uh, it was a great year in sports in terms of the moments. So, normally, I would, at least in years past, I would do this list, I would do the top 10 athletes list, and then get out of here. But last year, uh, because the fact, <clears throat> excuse me, the Carving Up has obviously, in the last few years, become a, a video show, YouTube, Twitter, et cetera, uh, I decided last year to do my top 10 Carving it Up moments of 2022. Uh, two. Well, this year, I said, let's sort of combine two aspects and two entities to a certain extent. Let's combine carving it up with the grid network. I'm wearing my grid network hat right now. Obviously, the grid launched in September of 2022. We celebrated our one year anniversary just a few months ago, obviously. Shout out to everybody, by the way, on the grid network. Y'all have done a fantastic job and should be very proud of yourselves for this year. And let's continue to do what we're doing into next year, into 2024. But uh, we launched the network in 2022. So 2023 was our first. Full calendar year as a network. We did a lot of great stuff, a lot of great shows, as I will mention uh, on on the show uh, in my rankings list tonight. My top 10 moments from carving it up, as well as uh, the Grid Network in 2023. Bryce's best 10. Top 10 moments from carving it up and top 10 moments from the Grid Network. Sort of combining the two to a certain extent. At number 10 on the list, a character that I sort of just came up with on my own. But the name was come up by uh, come up by my name Gr- my man Grady Edwards Cheesehead Ozzie for the Green Bay Packers. Everybody out there knows my disdain for the Packers. Take a listen. Go Pat, Go! Go Pat, Go! There we go. There we go. There we go. How's everybody doing out there? Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Carving Up Live right here on Twitter, as well as the Carving It Up YouTube channel and the Grid Network YouTube channel. As always, I'm Bryson Carver. At least to briefly start this show, Cheesehead Ozzy is making his second consecutive appearance. He, he's, you know He's been around on, on the show uh, a lot these days. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the Packers are losing a lot, and not just losing, but losing in prime time, and Jordan Love struggling by the week more and more so. uh, We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. You know, y'all might be wondering how I have a cheese head, uh, in my possession. It's not mine. It actually belongs to my sister who some of y'all might know is a big time Packers fan and, and we go back and forth. I, I, I don't like the Packers that much. I was just, that's how it goes. I don't like the Packers, but Listen, I, I came. I, I lost a bet to her last year. It actually ended up making my top 10 moments of, of 2022. I lost a bet because I, I thought Dak Prescott would lead the Cowboys to win in Green Bay. He did not. The, the Packers came back, won the game on a walk-off field goal in overtime, and I had to wear a cheese head. Doofus me bet that this would happen, wouldn't happen. would happen for a week. I had to wear a cheese head on my head on my show all week long, it was humiliating, so I'm like, let's make, you know, what, what they say, uh, make lemonade out of, uh, turn your lemons into lemonade, so to speak, or make your your mess your message to a deeper meaning uh, th- thus far. But I'm, I'm like, okay, let's make this into something fun. hit Ozzie, it was a name that my man Gritty Edwards came up with, shout out to Gritty, I did not come up with the name, he did. Uh, I came up with sort of the persona and the character, and who knows, hit Ozzie very well might be shown up tomorrow if the Packers fall tonight to the Minnesota Vikings, to ring in the new year. But it's been a fun little sort of segment that, that I've done. Uh, been very, very fun. I, I see my man Patrick Brown. He says, I have a feeling what number one is. I don't know if you do, Patrick. We shall see. You just got to tune in. Uh, stay tuned and see what happens. But Cheesehead Ozzie, my number 10 moment from carving it up, slash the grid in 2023. At number nine, ugh, this was not fun. Another. This was this was another bet that I lost. This is the first. Uh, I don't lose many bets to Barry Grant Jr. I don't. I've got the upper hand on him right now, but he got the best of me this one. In, uh, this this uh, this day, I had to wear a Lakers jersey on the show if the Warriors did not win the championship in 2023. Well, doggone! And by the way, that bet was made before the season. Well, doggone it! As it turned out, it was the Lakers who knocked out the Warriors in the second round. You won't see Barry here. You will see me miserable in a Lakers jersey. Here you go. The music, cut the music. (sighs) Evening, everybody. This show is called, uh, it's called carving up live. I am the host, Bryson Carver. And this is a tough day for me. I'm a wounded tiger today. Because the 2023 Golden State Warriors, they are no more. It was a rough day for me. It, It really was. I thought the Warriors before the year would go back to back. I was so confident that I bet Warriors versus the field. And I forgot, bets like that are not made unless you're an overwhelming favorite, like when the Warriors had Steph, Kevin Durant, Clay in his prime, Draymond in his prime, a great bench, Steve Kerr, obviously. Uh, that simply was not the case. The locker room uh, chemistry was 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 disjointed from the jump uh, when Draymond Green and Jordan Poole had their incident. Now, as we see here today, the Warriors are two games below 500. Jordan Poole is for, unfortunately out of the building, but Draymond Green is suspended right now. Steph Curry has virtually no help to speak of, and the Warriors need to make some big, 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 big-time moves. At the trade deadline and otherwise in the offseason, or you could risk losing Steph Curry still playing at his at peak level, at age thirty five, going at age thirty six. That was not a it was not a good moment. It was, it was not a fun show. And Barry came on later to to rub it in. Speaking of Barry, he's part of this next moment. My number eight moment of Carvey Up Live slash the Grid Network is when after LeBron James broke the scoring record, all time scoring record in February, I'm like, you know what. I can't find anymore. That's the greatest player of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I'll debate anybody. Bron versus Jordan. I'm like, I've run out of arguments. Well, this is me telling Barry, who's a longtime LeBron fan, longtime guy who said LeBron's the GOAT. He didn't see it coming. Here you go. I wanted you to be in the building when I said this, because I, I, I didn't tease this on social media or anything. Maybe I should have. But I've got a little bit of a, a mini announcement to make. You ready for this? Yeah. I can't fight anymore. LeBron James, the greatest player of all time. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I can't fight anymore, Barry. I'm running out of arguments. (laughs) You win. You win. You. I I was not expecting that, but I ain't going to lie to you, man. You just made my weekend. So thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much for making this old man, this miserable man, very, very happy right now. So I appreciate that. Uh, the, that was this Friday before Super Bowl 57. So it was a big show. I remember my man, uh, Adam Bessie of the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast was on the show. And then Barry came on after. And that was our first show, uh, the first time he came on my show. Again, just days after LeBron broke the all-time scoring record. So I'm like, you know what? If there's anybody that deserves to hear this, it is Barry. Shout out to him, Barry Jr., co-founder of The Grid with Mike Guido and the host of the All Even Podcast here on The Grid. And uh, that was a it was a great moment. He was like, you know what? I finally i, I convinced you. You've seen the lights. Barry, B- Barry got the... Barry got the best of me a couple times uh, in 2023, although I did get the best of him because my Vols knocked out the Blue Devils in March Madness before losing in the Sweet 16. But nonetheless, it was a fun moment. Braun is the go. I will fight you on that. And that was me telling Barry Grant Jr. That was my number eight moment of 2023 on Carving Up Slash the Grid. At number seven, and frankly, this probably should have been higher, but I'll be nice. I'll be nice to the city of Memphis. At number seven was my reaction and my... part of my video with the Grizzlies, who Dylan Brooks said, I don't respect anybody until they give me 40. LeBron never gave him 40, but the Lakers did, for the record, hate the Lakers, hate the Grizzlies more. Here you go. I'm fine in the rest. i live in tennessee i know a lot of my friends in in memphis are down in the dumps right now so to my friends in memphis tennessee this one is especially for you hey hey (laughs) you know the bible says pride goeth before us destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It was was fitting because of a Memphis Grizzlies team that at that point, and still today, had accomplished virtually nothing. In the John Moran era, they won a grand total of one playoff series. And that was before taking on the greatest player of all time, his sidekick, Anthony Davis, who I dubbed Coin Flip Davis because he can be heads one day and be great, be tails the next and be terrible. He's, he's, he's never He rarely has an average night. Eighties usually amazing or awful. Well, in this series, overwhelmingly, he was amazing, as was LeBron, particularly in games four and game six. The role players for the Lakers showed up. And John Morant, who infamously said, I'm fine in the West, you heard in that little soundbite there. And Dylan Brooks, I don't respect anyone until they give me forty. Well, what do you know? The Grizzlies went out in six games by forty points in Game Six. It was beautiful to watch. It was a beautiful watch. Now, hindsight, this moment would have been higher if my Warriors had beaten the Lakers. It, it hurts a little bit because I'm like, maybe I should have rooted for Memphis to win so that had they beaten the Lakers, I know the Warriors would have knocked them out. But uh, this whole thing about a Warriors Grizzlies rivalry—it's that—it's what. Cute! You beat us in a play-in tournament game when we didn't have Clay Thompson. Congratulations! You should, you should, you should have a party in Memphis. Yeah, listen, he said there's a parade inside my city. Uh, you know, you can have a parade about that. Knock yourself out. But you, you could celebrate. You can hang that play-in tournament banner. Uh, the, the Grizzlies can. But I enjoyed every last second of that. And not to mention, too, you got to realize I wasn't even in a, in a great mood because Steph Curry. That was the day after he dropped 50 to eliminate the Sacramento Kings in Game Seven. So it was a great show all the way around. It's very, very fun. I see my man Patrick in the comments. How about that mini dynasty? Memphis, y'all good in the West? Well, darn are not good in the West now. John Morant has come back from suspension. Memphis seems to be getting on a little bit of a roll, but they're still nowhere near contenders in the Western Conference. So them losing by 40 to Lakers, is a beautiful moment to watch. That is my number seven moment from carving it up and the grid network in 2023. At number six, the third time I have done an NBA draft show, the first time I've done it, on the grid network, our first grid network NBA draft show with my man, Mike Guido. So to set the stage, to give you context, Mike Guido is the draft expert. If there are ever a draft expert, okay. Loves the NBA draft scout has, has done, you know, scouts for it every single year. Does a draft analysis has his big board. And uh, this is late in the second round. For those of you who don't know, it's two rounds of the NBA draft. Late in the second round, the draft is nearly over. We're both kind of tired, to be honest. It's almost midnight at this point. We've we, we've been doing this show all night. And Mike Guido's Cleveland Cavaliers are on the clock. And there's this kid by the name of Imani Bates. We remember a high school superstar, had some off-the-field stuff, in, 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 I'm sorry, off-the-court stuff in college, but was on the board. And Mike Guido had him, if memory serves me correct, as the sixth best player on his board when most people due to legal stuff, had him as a second round pick. Mike Guido said, I think he's the sixth best player in the draft. Well, as it turned out, well, here's what happened. Okay. Here's the pick by Cleveland uh, Imani Bates. Imani Bates. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Is I'm it dead really serious? I'm dead serious. It's Imani Bates. Yep. It's not. Oh my god! Let's go! Yes! Yes! Oh. Yes! We're clipping this Bryson, up for social media. Bryson Carver, oh my goodness. My dream came true. Are you kidding me? Imani Bates, let's go. Bryson, let's go. Oh, I'm so fired up. This is a beautiful moment. Listen, Mike Guido and I have gone back and forth. He's a Yankees fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. He's a Cavs fan. I'm a Warriors fan. Uh, so you know, as, as we we often joke all the time, we really shouldn't be friends, but we are. Mike Guido's a great, great guy, co-founder of the Grid Network. Frozone Guido, as we call him in the eight o'clock spot. But listen, he he was he was excited. It was like the culmination of all this hard work, and he had seen a, a talent when nobody had seen it. And it's his team who drafts Amani Bates. So it was a really funny moment during the show. Uh, had a blast. Them cannot wait for next year's NBA draft show in 2024 with Mike Guido, who's our NBA draft expert, really our our draft expert in general. Obviously, although our guy Ryan Flowers, who has a show by the way, in our from now, be sure to check his stuff out, Clutch Sports Talk. Uh, Ryan Flowers is our NFL draft expert. Uh, Mike Guido's our NBA draft expert. That was a really cool moment. Mike Guido's reaction to the Cavs drafting Imani Bates is a, is the sixth best moment from carving it up and from the grid network. Sticking with grid moments and sticking with draft moments. At number five, moving into the top five now, is the just the entire NFL draft show at the grid. Obviously, and listen, I hosted. We had numerous people from the grid not from the grid, multiple people in the building. There's a lot of great moments to choose from throughout the night. One of my favorites was Alfred Parser Jr., our guy here at the grid. Shout out to Alfred. Uh, just trolling Will Levis all night. And we know the the memes with Will Levis, his his girlfriend, and all the stuff that went on, and he didn't get drafted until night two, and Alfred was just trolling him all night. But here's another moment. Alfred is involved. When the Atlanta Falcons take B. John Robinson, this reaction is kind of uh, symbolic of what the entire night was like with our draft shows a blast those guys this was personally my favorite moment when the Atlanta Falcons took B. John Robinson this was our reaction starting with Alfred wow who (laughs) look at that face What? Bijan Robinson? No! Whoa! No, 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 no yeah. actually, I wasn't surprised with that pick. I was not surprised at all with that wow. pick. Wow. I crazy wow. Too, no, I listen, I, I, I that. I, I guess my, wow. my draft, my yeah, that draft has, is over. I don't want to do this anymore. Good night. What? I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. I don't want do <laughs> <laughs> to do this anymore. I'm good. As a Cowboys man. fan, I'm sick, sick <laughs> to my stomach. I'm sick. Sick to my stomach. You know what? Wow. wow, that came out of the field. field crazy, crazy moment. I, I think it caught a lot of people off guard. The Falcons took a beat, taking Bijan, but it was a great night. Uh, again, Alfred, to me, was, was the star of the draft. His reaction to the Jets draft picks, there was a reaction later by Barry and Mike and Ryan, the Cowboys fans, the building to the Cowboys, drafting Mozzie Smith rather than a tight end, which they kind of needed. Jake Ferguson has been good for Dallas this year, but they could have used a tight end. Uh, it's just all the great moments from start to finish. Uh, obviously, CJ Stroud thus far has been the star, the superstar thus far from that first round. He'll probably win off. it's rookie of the year, either him or Kuka Nakua from the Rams. But great, great night. NFL Draft Show at the Grid Network. Had a blast with those guys. Cannot wait once again to do a draft show in 2024. Hopefully to host it uh, with some of the best and brightest talent in the business. The NFL Draft Show at the Grid Network. My number five moment from carving it up and the grid in 2023. Something that happened a couple of months ago makes my number, four spot, my number four spot, if I could speak English today on New Year's Eve. But listen, it was a Halloween show and uh, a certain... Sith Lord made an appearance on Carving Up Live and took over my show for less than a minute. But he'd take over my show. He did just that. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's show. As you can see, your host will not be with us today. The Emperor has been closely monitoring tonight's show as well as its audience and has sent me to modify it as the Force appears to be strong with you all. I am altering this podcast in prayer to alter it any further. Join me as we delve into the dark side of the Force, explore the mysteries of the Sith, and discover the man behind the mask. If you join me, we can rule the galaxy together as podcast host and listener. This is one you certainly will not want to miss. We would be honored if you would join us. Some of y'all may not know, uh, but I—and this is going to shock some people in the audience—but I did not become a Star Wars fan until literally this year. I'm not joking. Uh, I, I can—I can attribute that uh, to—I should not attribute me not watching Star Wars. Me watching Star Wars, I can attribute that to my sister. She got me into it. Now I'm hooked. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll do. I, there's a—I got a Star Wars segment in mind coming up uh, for May the Fourth. That's that—that'll be fun in 2024. But nonetheless, I'm like, you know what, Darth Vader. The best character in Star Wars, let's be honest. Not my, my favorite Yoda, but best character in Star Wars. It's all about Darth Vader, at least the first six movies are. And uh, you yeah, have that component on it. He's probably the greatest villain in the history of cin- uh, cinema. I mean, w- w- you can recognize a character just by their breathing. They're iconic. So uh, it was Halloween. Bring out uh, Darth Vader, the helmet. Uh, it was very, very fun. So Darth Vader, taking over, carving it up for a minute, is my number four moment from carving up in the grid. In 2023 at number three, a brand new segment I introduced. Uh, the idea came from my mom. Uh, it was reiterated by Barry Grant jr. Of the grid network. And I'm like, you know what? Let's make this into a full segment. And it's been a big time success for carving up live every Fridays during the college football season. It is the vol view, which by the way, will be coming back tomorrow for the season finale. My Vols taking on Iowa in the citrus bowl, but the vol view Let's just say just for good time's sake the sake, my number three moment, the volve you starts right now. in Tennessee. Gosh, I'm going to miss that segment during the offseason. Maybe we'll bring it back for basketball, men's and women's basketball, once March Madness gets closer. But, uh, listen, I'm, I'm a lifelong, born-and-raised Tennessee Vols fan, so uh, to be able to bring that segment in for this uh, for this past football season, obviously it will become a staple of Carving Up Live for years to come. But every Friday at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific time, during the college football season, the Vol view was a blast. It was kind of an uneven year for Tennessee. Uh, so, some down games, such as against Alabama, certainly against Florida. That was a disappointing one especially given how Florida finished the season to Georgia. There were some other tough losses in there, but some great wins like against South Carolina and against Kentucky and other teams like that. So it was a fun season. Nonetheless, it's good as a Tennessee Vols fan for the team, not to just be in the top 25, but somewhat relevant back in the mix. Hopefully we continue to improve beyond that. Recruiting is going relatively well thus far. So go Vols. The Vol view was a fun segment. And again, it will be back tomorrow morning for carving it up live in the new year. So very excited to kick off uh, that way, but the Vol view Coming to Carving Up Live is my number three moment of Carving Up Live slash The Grid Network. At number two, the newest addition to The Grid Network, not a person, but a show, is the 8 o'clock spot. We debut the 8 o'clock spot on August 1st, 2023, and here's the first 44 seconds of the 8 o'clock spot. Take a listen. (music) Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the 8 o'clock spot live here on the Grid Network's YouTube and Twitter stream. I am Bryson Carver, your host, and this is the 8 o'clock spot, your new game show, your new favorite spot, 8 o'clock on Tuesday nights to talk all things sports, some of the best takes you will hear all week long. Yeah, listen, some some of our our best at the grid network where we're brainstorming this like what could we do a game show for the grid what would it look like how would it be structured how would the point system go we were able to come up with the system we are now i think it, upcoming is our 20th episode i do yeah our next episode uh, a couple of days from now on tuesday is the eight o'clock spot our twentieth episode thus far? So many milestone there. So, uh, but it's been a f- it's been a blast. For the first nineteen episodes, I've had the privilege to host it, to dish out the point uh, the point totals for the best and uh, the best takes from the best and most talented people in the business. We've had guests not from The Grid. We've had great people from The Grid do this show, and we anticipate here at The Grid will be continue to be a staple for years to come, but very, very exciting. The 8 o'clock spot every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific time. The best game show in sports media, so it's been a Fun, fun thing to do every Tuesday night. Like, yeah, you know, whether you're coming home from work or from school, just kick your feet up, watch some great sports, take the 8 o'clock spot live every Tuesday. It's been an absolute blast to do that. And that is my number two moment from carving it up and the grid in 2023. So you're asking, what's number one? Well, number one beforehand was quite a stressful thing. But uh, again, sort of like the Guido video, the NBA draft video, let me set the context uh, of this one. So you know, the thing for, for me... I was, when I got into football, when I got into the NFL, when I was when I was a little kid, I was a big Cowboys fan. And I rooted for the Cowboys. And around the time I became a Cowboys fan is around the time that this guy at a Mississippi State, a quarterback at a Mississippi State by the name of Dak Prescott was, was on the national stage. I'm like, I like this dude. I like how he plays. I love his effort, love his intensity, love his maturity. He's a great leader. I'm like, I like everything about this kid. And as it turned out, April of 2016, I think it happened to actually be my mom's birthday, if I remember correctly. Uh, Dak Prescott was drafted. My favorite college player was drafted by my favorite team. So as you can imagine, I'm pretty darn ecstatic. You're like, really? This is a fourth-round pick? You saw that coming? you yeah, darn right I saw that coming. I knew Dak Prescott was going to be a star quarterback in the NFL. Honest to God, I knew it from the jump. And uh, it's been a blast to watch what he do, him do what he does. But around 2020... Dak was in the midst of a pretty rough contract negotiation with Jerry Jones with the Dallas Cowboys. As it turned out, Jerry did not give Dak the contract extension that he was looking for and franchise tagged him. Five games into that year, Dak Prescott broke his ankle, uh, compound fracture, was a nasty, nasty injury, and missed the rest of that year. I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm out as a Cowboys fan. They did my guy dirty. Now, to this day, going into 2024, I still pull for Dak, so therefore I still do pull for the Cowboys. But I'm like, after this past season, after 2022, I'm like, eh, I need a team. I'm a Warriors fan, Red Sox fan, Tennessee Vols fan. I need an NFL team to root for, not just one player. Because Dak Prescott, as much as I love him, he's not going to be playing the NFL one day. He's going to retire one day when it's all said and done. So I need a team. So why? But no better time in the present. And so I narrowed it down to eight teams that I was thinking of. I, I know Baltimore's in the mix, the Seahawks, both LA teams. Thank God I didn't become a Chargers fan. I don't even know why I consider that one. I love Herbert, but outside of that, ye. But it came down to two. I narrowed it down to two. Multi-time Super Bowl champions historically. Out of the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers. Out of the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for those that don't know my answer to uh, the the answer to that question or how I decide, excuse me, what I decided, here you go. Here's my decision from late July. After a while, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I talked to loved ones about it. And I have made my decision. The team that I have chosen to be a lifelong fan of through sickness, and through health, no matter what happens, is... The six-time Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Pittsburgh is the team I've chosen. I see my man John John's in the comments here on Instagram. Uh, He's got the, the black and yellow. He guessed it initially. It is Pittsburgh. I chose Pittsburgh over San Francisco. By the way, got the hat here. got a terrible towel as well. Decided might as well, you know, bring out the terrible towel. I can't really get the appropriate torque to spit. There we go. Got the terrible towel back here. I chose Pittsburgh. It just just felt right. Uh, Pittsburgh historically has a winning culture. Uh, stability in terms of their head coaches. Obviously, we know Chuck Knoll, Bill cower and Mike Tomlin. They've had a grand total of three head coaches since 1969 in the last 50-plus uh, years. Sorry, 60-plus uh, years with the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. So, no, 50. My bad, my bad. 50-plus years. I had to do that math in my head real quick. But in the last 54 years, the Steelers have had a grand total of three head coaches. This is the model of stability, a great franchise, great uniforms, great fan base, great stadium, playing in a tough physical division with the Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. I already disliked the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati is easy to dislike, and I am slowly but surely learning how to hate the Baltimore Ravens. I better have to if I'm going to be a Steelers fan for the rest of my life. But, listen, this season it's been, if you look at the Steelers, eight and seven, you, you automatically assume, hey, Kind of inconsistent, fighting for a playoff spot. No, nope. Steelers have been the model of consistency. Amazing defense and darn near unwatchable offense. Now, that wasn't the case last week when my Steelers beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully, that continues today when we beat the Seattle Seahawks. I'm sorry, last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully, today against the Seahawks, we continue some semblance of a consistent offense. But again, there's certain things in life. You can't really explain them, but they just feel right. I spent months, six months making this decision, thinking about it. Talking to loved ones about it, talking to friends, family, and praying about it. Like, what do I need to do? And I woke up. I remember I woke up one morning. I'm like, it's Pittsburgh. It, it, it's, it just feels right. Pittsburgh feels right for me. Uh, So I'm a Steelers fan, Red Sox fan, Warriors fan, Vols fan, and a Dak Prescott fan on the side. Uh, So there you go. That man, Ryan Flowers, who, by the way, Clutch Sports Talk starts in less than 45 minutes. Check his stuff out on the Grid Network at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Shout out to Ryan. He says the Steelers is a solid team to root for. It is. Now, I have major criticisms about their inability to adjust to the modern offensive game. I have major criticisms about that. Uh, but, by and large, I'm excited to be a Steelers fan for the rest of my life. But there you go. The Steelers, choosing the Steelers is my number one moment from carving it up and the Grid Network in 2023. So, though. There, there you go. My top 10 athletes, my top 10 moments in sports, and my top 10 moments from Carving Up and The Grid. That is all the time we have for today's show. Appreciate everybody stopping by this beautiful New Year's Eve morning. Be sure to catch Carving Up live tomorrow at an earlier time due to the college football playoff and Tennessee playing at 1 o'clock at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time, live on Twitter, as well as the Carving Up YouTube channel and the Grid Network YouTube channel. Of course, by the way, at that exact same time today, 11 a.m. Eastern, at 5, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific time, Check out my man, Ryan Flowers, Clutch Sports Talk. He goes live in less than an hour. The best NFL, NFL show out there. Predictions, uh, betting advice, and reaction to other games around the NFL. And anticipate he'll talk Cowboys-Lions on the show today. So please check Ryan Flowers' show out uh, just in literally in 40-plus minutes after my show ends. So very, very excited to see what he's got in store today. But again, catch Carving Up Live, my show tomorrow, on New Year's Day at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Twitter, as well as the Up YouTube channel and the Grid Network YouTube channel. And, of course, be sure to like, share, comment, and take two seconds out of your day. Hit that big red subscribe button. It helps the channel grow exponentially. Again, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by Super Bowl 58th, which is February the 11th. Uh, So very, very excited uh, to get to that point. Hopefully we can get there when it's all said and done. So if you have subscribed, thank you so much. I cannot tell you how much your support uh, means to me, especially over the course of last year, how much we've grown the show. Uh, Tell your friends and your family about the show to subscribe. If you have not subscribed, hey, just takes a couple seconds. That big red subscribe button down there, hit it, and you're part of the Carving Up family. There you go. Also, just as important, be sure, of course, to go subscribe to The Grid Network. That is G-R-Y-D, The Grid Podcast Network, right here on YouTube, as well as any and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, any and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts here on The Grid Network. It's been an awesome year, 2023. Great year for the show. Great year in sports. Here's to a bigger and better 2024. Cannot wait. Hope everybody has a great one, two, three, one, two, three New Year's Eve date. It's going to be very fun. Stay safe out there tonight, obviously. Celebrate the new year in style. I'll be back tomorrow uh, for 2024. So it sounds cliche. It's going to be 24 hours now, but I'm going to say it anyway. See you all next year. Stay safe out there, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. It's been a good one. See you all in 2024. God bless y'all. Peace out. Thanks so much for watching the show on YouTube and be sure to go click that big red subscribe button and check out the other clips and full shows from Carving It Up Live as well as our other incredible content creators here on The Grid Network.